the latest Trump indictment. I am furious, and if you have any sense, you are too. You may not realize how bad this is, but I'm fixing to tell you. Hey, this is Doc Washburn. People ask us all the time what happened to me. We're producing video interviews, and they're very time-consuming. We hope to bring some interns on board to help soon, to help me catch up, go back to doing more episodes more often. In the meantime, since we're between video interviews, it seemed like the right time to do an audio podcast, especially with this outrageous new Trump indictment. So we're going to catch up on all of that. Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. We push back against the Uniparty and the deep state and let you in on the news. The traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. We're unmasked, uncensored, unfiltered. If you like support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports, with my friend Donnie Copeland, which drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. By the way, this is episode number 400. This is our 400th episode of the Doc Washburn Show. All right, let's get right to it. The great Victor Davis Hansen over on Twitter says, Special Counsel Jack Smith added new indictments against Donald Trump, among them conspiratorially unlawfully discounting legitimate votes. Was Jack Smith here referencing Stacey Abrams, who for years claimed she was the real governor of Georgia, barnstorming the the whole country to overturn the vote count? Or maybe Jack Smith referred to former President Jimmy Carter. He discounted the 2016 vote by claiming Trump won only due to the Russians. Or did Jack Smith mean Hillary Clinton, who discounted Trump as an illegitimate president, prompting her to join the resistance against an elected president. Or maybe Jack Smith meant the Hollywood crowd who cut commercials after the 2016 election begging viewers to pressure the electors to refuse their constitutional duties to honor their state's popular vote and instead in insurrectionary fashion, vote for Hillary Clinton? Or was Jack Smith thinking of the 32 Democrat House members and Senator Barbara Boxer in January 2005 who tried to toss out the legally certified vote in Ohio to swing the election to John Kerry? Or maybe Jack Smith was referencing Molly Ball's 2021 Time Magazine essay in which she bragged of the 2020 cabal and conspiracy hatched by Democrats, Silicon Valley, and corporatists to spend half a billion dollars to change state voting laws, censor the news, modulate the 2020 street protests, and absorb the work of state precinct workers. Yeah, so Victor Davis Hanson making the point here. Where are those indictments? The great Hans Monkey over at theepictimes.com says that the parts of the indictment which refer to unindicted 
for the time being, co-conspirator Jeff Clark, former assistant U.S. attorney, really take the cake. How dare Jeff Clark talk to Trump without informing his overlords at DOJ? Some people who come up with this crap claim there is no deep state. Okay, so from the indictment, referring to Jeff Clark, it says on December 22nd, 2020, the defendant, Trump, met with co-conspirator four, talking about Jeff Clark, at the White House. Co-conspirator four had not informed his leadership of the Justice Department of the meeting, which was a violation of the Justice Department's written policy restricting contacts with the White House to guard against improper political influence. Let me tell you something about that. The Justice Department is part of the executive branch. The Attorney General and everybody under him serves at the pleasure of the President of the United States. Anybody telling you about the independence of the U.S. Department of Justice is lying to you and or ignorant. More from the indictment. The next morning of December 27, contrary to the acting Attorney General's direction, co-conspirator four spoke with the defendant on the defendant's cell phone for nearly three minutes. So this is novel. Jack Smith is saying that Jeff Clark disobeyed his immediate superior to show deference to the President of the United States of America. Last but not least, from the indictment. Also on the morning of January 3rd, co-conspirator 4, again, Assistant U.S. Attorney, pardon me, Assistant U.S. Attorney General Jeff Clark, met with the defendant, Trump, at the White House, again, without having informed senior Justice Department officials and accepted the defendant's offer that he become acting Attorney General. Now, In the history of the world, how many times when the big boss wants to talk to somebody to take the place of somebody else he's about to fire, does the somebody go and talk to the guy that's about to get fired behind the big boss's back? This is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. Guy who goes by uh, comfortably comfortably smug over there on Twitter says, let's remember that both times George W. Bush was elected, Democrats tried to disqualify entire slates of electors. No one was charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States. The great defense attorney, Leslie McAdoo Gordon, said, something I always want to ask folks, who've bought the theory that the post-election stuff Donald Trump's people did, including the alternate electors, is illegal. What steps would you have taken if you genuinely thought your candidate had lost due to fraud and you were correct about that? Exactly. Exactly. Now, uh, the great Jesse Kelly nationally syndicated talk show host out of Houston. Kind of got into it with some of his commenters on Twitter. He said, the Trump indictment is actually a good thing because we have way too many normie norms in this country who still think we live in something other than a gangster country. Time for norm 
to wake up. He says also Trump will be tried. He will be tried in D.C. and he will be convicted. None of those things are even in doubt. The only two questions are, does Jack Smith jail him until trial and how long his prison sentence will be? And so one guy asks Jesse Kelly, does Secret Service go to jail with him? And Jesse Kelly responds, probably. Trump has more value for the system alive and rotting in prison than he does dead. They're going to send him to the Fed in Atlanta and then parade his pelt on the news as an example to others. Somebody else responded, dude, he ain't going to jail. You crazy. Jesse Kelly says, okay, okay, okay. Trump isn't going to jail. What stops it? Be specific. Which D.C. judge or jury are going to put a stop to it? Can't wait to hear this one. And amazingly enough, the guy had no answer. So then Jesse Kelly comes back. Well, first of all, first of all, another guy who doesn't want to deal with reality says, if a former president is ever sent to jail, this country will come apart at the seams. He got 75 million blank votes. Are any of you thinking through this blank clearly? To which Jesse Kelly responds, the American right is populated by people who still believe there are horrors that the communists won't visit on this country. It's the most dumbfounding thing in the world. You know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. And then somebody else says, he will prevail. And Jesse Kelly says, he will not stop with this. Trump is going down. The only thing that might stop it is him pardoning himself or another Republican president pardoning him. Enough wish casting. This isn't a MAGA rally. This is real, and evil forces are coming for him, and it's time to grow up. Now, having said all that, let's take a look at what the great one, Mark Levin, is saying out there. He says, I have explained forever that the criminalization of politics by an indictment like this will forever destroy our electoral system. And then he also says it's official, unelected, reckless prosecutors and unelected Democrat D.C. grand jurors are trying to decide the presidential election. Democrat DAs and the earlier indictment, same thing. Talk about attempting to deny voters the right to choose the next president. That is what this is all about. The great Molly Hemingway. says, in 2022, the New York Times reported Biden was frustrated. His Attorney General Merrick Garland hadn't prosecuted his chief political rival, Donald Trump, yet for January 6th and believed it had to happen. Today, he got what he asked his DOJ for via the New York Times. And she says, when running for president in 2020 and pretending to be moderate and reasonable in order to win the election, Biden 
had told NPR, remember NPR? National Public Radio, all things half considered. Biden had told NPR in 2020 when running for president that prosecuting his chief political rival was, quote, not good for democracy, unquote. And it seems like he doesn't care what's good for democracy, does he? Mark Levin also said, and excuse the language, please, this crap indictment reads like a New York Times editorial. This is not a legitimate indictment. I cannot properly express how outrageous this is. NBC News reported former President Trump has been indicted by a federal grand jury investigating efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The great Orrin McIntyre responds, if you can't rig it, if they question you, imprison them. Orrin McIntyre, columnist over at The Blaze. The great Will Kane, who does a television show on the weekends on a network I try not to ever mention, says free speech has been indicted. He says, read this section of the indictment. It acknowledges that Trump has the right to say, even falsely, the results were fraudulent, and he has the right to claim he won the election. That's protected by the First Amendment. But the indictment says he can't lie about election fraud. So so they must prove Trump didn't believe his speech. And then, I would think, they would need to indict every politician who lies, need to build more jails, about election results. Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Stacey Abrams. The DOJ has criminalized politics, and because who is to decide the truth, criminalized free speech. Are you aware of this? Do you realize this? I'm asking you. I'm not quoting anybody anymore right now. Do you realize that they are trying to criminalize the First Amendment here? Well, Doc, hate speech isn't covered by the First Amendment. Yes, it is. Well, Doc, lying about things is not covered by the First Amendment. Yes, it is. And see, I'm, I'm still one who believes the election was stolen myself. So I don't think he's lying about anything. And I don't care how many former employees said, well, we knew it wasn't stolen. Whatever. There's too much evidence. But that's not the point. Even if it wasn't stolen, lying is protected by the First Amendment. You have the right to free speech, freedom of the press. It doesn't say unless you're lying. Who's to determine whether you're lying or telling the truth? Well, the government, Doc. Oh, okay. So so if I say that climate change is bogus, it's a hoax, it's a sham, it's a scheme to try to take away our rights, then the government will say, well, you're lying. You go to jail. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Jack Posobiec, Human Events, also out there on Twitter, says, Devin Archer corroborates the Hunter Biden laptop, and the next day, Donald Trump is indicted again. Not hard to see what's going on here. No, it's not. Not hard to see at all. The great Sean Davis over The Federalist says, The only claim to fame of the corrupt Stasi prosecutor, Stasi was the East German secret police, the only claim to fame of the corrupt Stasi prosecutor going after Trump 
was that he was overturned nine to nothing by the United States Supreme Court after he tried to illegally put a Republican governor in prison while Obama was president. Bob McDonald, I don't know if you remember that or not. Journalist Michael Tracy on Twitter says, the latest indictment is completely insane. They have literally charged Trump under the Civil Rights Act of 1866. Just to give some context, in 1870, a chief proponent of these post-Civil War measures, Senator John Poole of North Carolina, said the purpose was to prevent the Ku Klux Klan from coercing newly enfranchised black voters in the South to vote for KKK-backed candidates. And they're using that against Trump 150 years later. How does that make sense? Again, the great Sean Davis, the Federalist, said the 2020 election was rigged and they're trying to throw Trump in prison before the 2024 election because they're not confident they'll be able to rig that one. To which Benjamin Weingarten, editor-at-large at Real Clear Investigations and senior contributor to the Federalist, responds, the preconditions are being set to ensure You can't even ask questions about what's in store to fortify the 2024 election. Now remember, that's what they called it in the Time Magazine cover story in February of 2021 about how they stole the 2020 election, except they said, well, we didn't steal it. We just had to make sure that uh, no matter what, Trump wasn't going to be allowed a second term. So we, we had to get together and conspire to fortify it. Danny Hoffman says, bipartisan, this came out and no one did a thing. Talk about the Time Magazine article. No one cared. Josh Hammer, syndicated columnist over at Newsweek, says the Stalinist tactics of the reigning American regime begin to make more sense when you recall that many left-wing activists and Democrat Party elected officials alike were openly rooting for the Soviet Union at the height of the Cold War. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, but I am. And somebody has a link here to an article from the Daily Signal about Jay Carney, White House Press Secretary under Obama, Jay Carney, displaying Soviet propaganda posters in his kitchen at home. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The great Thomas Massey, one of the most conservative Republican members of the U.S. House, so conservative that he didn't like Trump's COVID spending bills, and Trump endorsed a primary opponent for Thomas Massey, whom he beat 80-20, to the Republican primary, he says, so obviously there's no love lost between Massey and Trump, although, of course, he campaigned for Trump in the general. He says, how many feds were part of the so-called conspiracy to obstruct and obstruction of an official proceeding in counts two and three of this indictment? DOJ has refused to answer this basic question for over 930 days since January 6th. 
See, again, 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 I don't know how to stress this enough. This is not about politics. This is about the law, our Constitution, and the future of this country, what little of it is left. It's about our freedom and liberty. When Alvin Bragg did those New York indictments on Trump a few months ago, even Mitt Romney said it was wrong. Are you aware of that? I mean, can you try to wrap your mind around that fact? Willard Mitt Romney, who actually voted to impeach Trump, said the indictment is wrong? Good grief. Now, coming up, we're going to tell you what a... uh, what the other U.S. senator from Utah has said about this new indictment. And uh, and there's a lot more. There's a whole lot more. This is outrageous. It's unprecedented. And it cannot stand. If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to redriverauto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase a vehicle online if you have any questions. One of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You'll be glad you did. I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life and migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away and the migraines went away for good. Whatever malady you're suffering from, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped so many people I know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com. Click on the tab that says find a doctor near you, and I sure hope you can. You want to drop your big liberal cell phone carrier? Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, is a perfect solution. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. 
Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. And switching to Pager Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. When you switch to Pager Mobile, you shift your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. Dr. Robert Malone, one of the great frontline doctors, one of the guys who warned us about the vaccine. He's out there on Twitter now saying, whether or not election fraud happened at the ballot box, The election was clearly stolen from President Trump by the FBI lying about Hunter Biden's laptop being fake. The administrative state cheated to ensure a Biden win, and they are again weaponizing the deep state to ensure a Biden win in 2024. However, their attempts appear to have hit a roadblock the American people. Their USSR CCP Banana Republic-style tactics have ensured that Trump has become the leading Republican candidate. Former Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker says, I think this last round of charges to supersede this indictment was to try to punish Donald Trump. Well, there's no question about that. Dr. Malone says, I believe Trump is polling well above all the other Republican candidates because we all know that the U.S. government has slipped into a banana Republic state of mind by prosecuting a former president as well as members of his administration. The fact is that lots of people who worked in his administration are being investigated by the DOJ, the IRS, and are on do-not-hire lists. This is reality. Word around D.C. is that there's a long list of such people. In fact, this fact is an open secret beginning early on in President Biden's term. I'm sorry he called him president. I didn't. For instance, the editor of Forbes, Randall Lane, worked to ensure that companies would not hire officials from President Donald Trump's administration. Also in 2021, Vanity Fair made fun of the fact that Trump officials cannot get hired. How sick is that? From Peter Navarro, Steve Bannon, Carlos de Oliveira, Walt Nada, Trump loyalists are getting prosecuted in a way that is not befitting of the U.S. government, and of course Trump himself that an ex-president should be made an example of for the handling of classified documents is obscene. Republicans and independents sense this. And in the USA, we support people who are being harassed. It is in our DNA. As long as the deep state and the White House continue with their vendetta, President Trump will be the one and only Republican candidate for the White House. That is a given. Uh, no, that's not true. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, I disagree. That's not what's happening on the ground in Iowa 
and New Hampshire. But that's a whole other show. And like I've said before, this is so much bigger than politics. You don't have to be supporting Donald Trump for the Republican nomination to be furious about this. I'm just saying. Hans Monkey over the Epic Times says, to underline what an absolute disgrace this indictment is, Jack Smith himself cites Joe Biden's winning margin at just 42,918 votes, his winning margin for the country. That means if you flipped 21,460 votes, Trump would have won. That's razor thin by any standard, impossible to prove that the election could not have been overturned. Amen, brother. By all rights, by all rights, Donald Trump should be two and a half years into his second term. It's, it's outrageous. Mike Lee, United States Senator, Republican from Utah, says perhaps Donald Trump should hire Hunter Biden and the mysterious big guy that have experience making investigations go away. Uh, you know, ordinarily I would have saved that for the tweet of the day, but I, I got something for you in a little while on the tweet of the day. Trust me, okay? The great Daniel Horowitz, senior editor at The Blaze, says, so can we now indict Biden for saying the vaccine is safe and effective? Well, you get indicted for lying about stuff, right? Sean Davis, the Federalist, says, the Biden administration responded to the discovery of Hunter's cocaine in the White House and revelation of Joe Biden's personal involvement in illegal foreign influence peddling and bribery by indicting Joe Biden's top political rival. We live in a banana republic. The great Colonel Kurt Schlichter says, no matter how bad you think this disgraceful, bogus indictment is, it's worse. It's 45 pages of First Amendment protected activity broken up by four captions listing conspiracy statutes that do not apply. It's not a conspiracy to use free speech and attempt to participate in the political system, no matter how badly our garbage elite wants it to be. That's not even mentioning that. The conduct alleged is conduct the Democrats have participated in within recent years. If it wasn't such a serious attack on our country, I'd, I'd be laughing. But it's not funny. If you have any faith in our institutions right now, you're a sap. The Obama judge will deny the inevitable motion to dismiss. It should be dead on arrival at the Court of Appeals, but I have no faith in the D.C. panels. It's dead on arrival at the Supreme Court once it finally gets there. Jack Smith's unbroken track record of misconduct and failure will continue. It's really hard to express how bad this is. Anybody who tells you differently is lying to you. 
or doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, now, to respond to Colonel Schlichter, Sean Davis, the Federalist, says, the corrupt judge will refuse to toss the obviously unconstitutional case. A D.C. jury will convict Trump. The corrupt D.C. Court of Appeals will rubber stamp the conviction. The only thing holding the country and the Constitution together right now, given this insane declaration of war by DOJ, is two votes on the Supreme Court. So get ready for Democrats to try to change the Supreme Court vote count by any means necessary. That is the only thing standing in the way of them and total control of the country. But wait, there's more. My friend, the great Dan Bongino, says Joe Biden and his henchman, Jack Smith, are human garbage. They're genuinely awful human beings who are totally incapable of acting with even a modicum of integrity and decency. Countries collapse because of tyrants like Jack Smith and Joe Biden. That's true, brother. Brother Dan Bongino, bringing the heat, sharing the truth. Now, the insipid Manu Raju over at CNN says, the indictment alleges that Trump knew he lost the election, yet continued to lie that it was stolen. Here's the evidence that the indictment cites. To which the great David Harsani, senior editor of the Federalist, responds, that's a political matter, not a legal one. This is an insane attack on the First Amendment. How many different ways do I need to tell you this? The horrendous pretend Attorney General Merrick Garland made a 45-second statement about the indictment of former President Trump. I'm going to spare you that audio. But I'll tell you what Mike Davis said about it. You remember Mike Davis? I've interviewed him before. Mike Davis was a law clerk for Justice Gorsuch before he was in the Supreme Court. He was also chief counsel for nominations to Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa, when he was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He helped Trump and Grassley get several hundred good conservative judges in the federal courts. Here's what Mike Davis says. Dear House Republicans, Merrick Garland has brought unprecedented indictments against his boss's chief political political enemy based upon bogus legal theories while protecting his boss, who is clearly compromised by foreign bribes and other corruption. It's past time to impeach. I mean, that's what he's saying. Now, the great attorney, Sean Ross 
Callaghan responds, Jack Smith's legal theories are hoaxes. They will not and are not meant to withstand terminal appellate review, which is why even bringing a charge under these theories is itself a crime. Smith is a disgrace, and justice demands that he and Garland receive their proper desserts. Well, yeah, that is uh, that is true. But will any members of Congress have the guts to do it? That's the thing. Now, somebody responded to Sean Davis saying that Trump is being prosecuted because they've realized that burying him in indictments guarantees that he will be the nominee, and they already know that moderates will never vote for him, so they win in 2024. And Sean Davis says, this line of thinking is so stupid. They're trying to put him in prison because they want him to be in prison. And the reason they want him in prison is because they believe that opposing them is a criminal act. Stop inventing stupid 10-D chess reasons for obvious things. One guy responds to Sean Davis saying, yes, and they want everyone to know they can do this. This is just tyranny. It's brute force. There are no mind games. They're not that clever. Now, I'm tempted to say on an unrelated note, but I don't think it's an unrelated note. I think it's a very related note. The guy who writes Zero Hedge says, okay, so we all know that the deep state has embezzled trillions from the U.S. defense budget in recent decades. Where's all the money gone? Remember, 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 Trump got impeached for trying to find out about the corruption in Ukraine. Do you remember that far back? Benny Johnson, a great podcaster, says, did you notice that the Biden administration waited to drop the new Trump indictment until the exact moment that Republicans in Congress fully exposed the Biden crime scheme? They don't care about America. They don't care about the truth. They don't care about Trump. All they care about is holding on to power. Again, Dan Bongino says the Republic is at the break glass moment our founding fathers feared. The police state arrived and it was all done with the support of a sycophantic socialist media and a compliant class of useful idiots. God help us all. To which Kyle Serafin, FBI whistleblower, responds, this Ministry of Justice is deliberately setting the remaining decent members of the FBI against regular Americans. A current FBI agent told Kyle Serafin, I feel like a whole lot of agents will be spending time going through bomb debris. He said, this sentiment is not unique. I keep hearing worries. Oh, I hope not. I don't think I even want to look at the replies to what FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin just said. I hope not. Pray for our country. Comfortably Smug says this all boils down to one thing. The left wants to criminalize dissent. They want to criminalize dissent. Now, one person responded, not just the left, the Uniparty does too. Now, let me remind you that late last year, 
18 Republican senators voted with the Democrats for the $1.7 trillion spending bill to give hundreds of millions more to the DOJ and the FBI to go after people like you and me, people who disagree with the ruling regime. And you're going to tell me that there's no there's no uniparty? Let's see if I can get that list of the 18 senators real quick. Yeah, here we go. Roy Blunt, Missouri. John Bozeman, Arkansas. Shelley Capito, West Virginia. Susan Collins, Maine. John Cornyn, Texas. Tom Cotton, Arkansas. See, a lot of people in Arkansas think Tom Cotton and John Bozeman are conservatives. Well, then why'd they vote to give hundreds of millions more to DOJ and FBI to round up more Republican voters? For my listeners in Arkansas, have you, have you thought through that? Lindsey Graham, South Carolina. Inhofe. Was he Oklahoma? Mitch McConnell, Kentucky. Moran. Murkowski. Portman. Of course, Mitt Romney rounds up Dakotas. Shelby, he was a lame duck in Alabama. John Thune, Dakotas. Wicker, Mississippi, Young. Just thought you should know. The Uniparty is real. Have you ever seen the, uh, the video of Lindsey Graham? In the backseat of a limo, driving along, saying, hey, Joe Biden's one of the best people I've ever met. you got a problem with Joe Biden. You need, you need to check yourself. You ever seen that, Lindsey Graham? The same Lindsey Graham who goes on with Sean Hannity on TV saying, now, Sean, wait and see, Sean. We, wait and see. We're going to get to the bottom of it, Sean. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, Senator Graham, uh, let me ask you about this. Yeah, that Lindsey Graham. Been doing it for years. The great Lee Smith, the great author and columnist Lee Smith says, with public evidence of DOJ efforts to defraud U.S. voters in 2020 presidential election, DOJ brings charges related to Trump's claims that U.S. voters were defrauded in 2020 presidential election. Stephen Miller, senior advisor to President Trump and founder of America First Legal, says in 2020 they smashed every rule to reclaim power after the Russia and Ukraine and all the other hoaxes, like the one about emoluments, all those failed. Black Lives Matter burned cities while Democrat officials ordered police to stand down. Democrat governors locked down whole states during COVID to inflict maximum economic misery. The intel agencies planted fake stories, Russian bounties, while censoring Americans' speech and shielding the fetid laptop and the Biden's criminal enterprise. Democrat leaders used COVID as a pretext to illegally write election rules and sabotage election integrity. And now they're criminalizing the First Amendment and any effort by those outside the ruling establishment to question election administration 
while trying to imprison for life President Biden's chief political rival, Donald Trump, in the heart of the presidential election. That is exactly what's going on. Hans Monkey again, with a screenshot of the headline New York Times, Trump charged in bid to subvert democracy, says, any lawyer with a monicum of integrity would agree that the Jack Smith indictment is a pile of garbage. It's about on par with the fake raccoon dog paper on the origins of COVID. Yet no one is going to tell 50% of the public. For them, this will be the narrative for the next 18 months. New York Times, Trump charged a bid to subvert democracy. Yeah, they're going to believe it. They're going to believe it. The great Miranda Devine, truth teller over the New York Post, author of the bestseller Laptop from Hell, says, in this Trump indictment, Democrats are punishing Trump for trying to investigate and call out their wrongdoing in the 2020 election. It's the same MO as the first Trump impeachment where Trump was punished for trying to investigate and call out Biden's wrongdoing in Ukraine. In both cases, the Trump attacks served to cover up the wrongdoing of Biden and the Democrats. Uh, Sean Davis, the Federalist, says, um, let's see, how can I put this uh, for a family audience? If the GOP House had any semblance of a spine or intestinal fortitude, Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, Jack Smith, and David Weiss would all be impeached tomorrow morning. That's right. He says, what we'll get instead is Lindsey Graham going on with Hannity to cheerlead for some stupid war and corrupt the stand, Mitch McConnell chewing on his own tongue, and maybe, maybe a couple of Republicans in the House writing stern letters. That's about it. That's about it. Margot Cleveland, who writes to the Federalist, says, people who say that we shouldn't impeach Biden because then every Congress will impeach every president don't seem to understand. They don't seem to realize that from here on, from here forward, every Democrat Congress is already going to impeach every Republican president, and the media will cheer them on. Michael Tracy says it was supposed to be so urgently necessary to prosecute Trump in order to defend our sacred constitutional values. And now Jack Smith defends our sacred constitutional values by criminalizing political speech and obliterating the bedrock principle of the First Amendment. Oh, I've got more. Oh, yes. There is definitely more where that came from. Don't go anywhere. Mike Lindell says because of your amazing support for MyPillow 2.0, he's expanded MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. So he's clearing out his percale bed sheets by giving them to you at closeout prices. King size percale bed sheets, only $39 a set. Queen size, only $35 a set. Full size, $29. And twin size, just $25. Use promo code DWS to take advantage of this once in a lifetime offer. Right now, Mike's biggest My Slippers closeout sale ever is on. Get Mike's all season My Slippers and Sandals at clearance prices. Mike's all season Moccasin Slippers are just $25. 
Mike's My Slipper Sandals are just $19.50. They're both made with Mike's patented impact gel that absorbs and relieves pressure so you can comfortably wear them all day long. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. Remember, DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. You know, the great Ronald Reagan once said, inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. They don't tend to depreciate over the long haul. And last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. Andrew Sorcini with Beverly Hills Precious Metals has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Beverly Hills Precious Metals brings precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. Mike Flynn told us about them, and they are our gold buyer of choice. To find out more, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Make sure you ask about the general Mike Flynn silver coin and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Beverly Hills Precious Metals helps folks protect their finances, wealth, and investments. Hey, let me ask you something. Why continue shopping big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now you can get around this crazy inflation by shopping factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates and deciding to buy only USA. Join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. These products include fresh American-raised beef, raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone. This beef is known as never ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members, and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Buyonlyusa at proton.me. All right, I need to to tell you about this judge. Rebecca Downs over at uh, Town Hall has the article, the judge assigned to the January 6th case does not look good for Trump. She says, earlier on Tuesday, a grand jury in Washington, D.C., investigating the events of and leading up to January 6, 2021, delivered an indictment in which former and potentially future President Donald Trump is the defendant. Not only has the indictment earned attention for its politicized nature, but also because of who has been assigned to handle the case, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, an appointee of President Barack Obama. Judge Chutkin has had a history of ruling against Trump before when it came to his attempts to invoke executive privilege to keep his records from the January 6th Select Committee. So her ruling against him on that, by the way, is unprecedented. She says that's not the only concern, though, as 
Judge Chutkin also has a history of ruling harshly against defendants in January 6 cases, even handing out harsher sentences than what federal prosecutors are looking for. She says this isn't just the chatter on social media in light of Tuesday's news. In June of last year, the AP profiled Judge Chutkin in a headline reading, in January 6 cases, one judge stands out as the toughest punisher. As the report mentions, Chutkin, a former assistant public defender who was nominated to the bench by President Barack Obama, has consistently taken the hardest line against January 6 defendants of any judge serving on Washington's federal trial court, which is handling the more than 800 cases brought so far in the largest prosecution in Justice Department history. Judge Chutkin has handed out tougher sentences than the department was seeking in seven cases, matched its requests in four others, and sent all 11 riot defendants who have come before her behind bars. In the four cases in which prosecutors did not seek jail time, Judge Chutkin gave terms ranging from 14 days to 45 days anyway. Overall, the 20 judges who have sentenced riot defendants have given lighter sentences than prosecutors were seeking in nearly three-fourths of the cases. The judges have exceeded prosecutors' recommendation for about only 10% of the defendants, of course, according to the analysis done by the Associated Press. Most judges appointed by presidents of both political parties have gone easier on defendants than prosecutors wanted in most or all of their cases so far, while some judges have sentenced few January 6 defendants. No other judge besides Judge Chutkin has exceeded prosecutors' recommended punishment in most of the cases assigned to them. The report also highlights the different treatment that defendants have received when going before Judge Chutkin versus another judge. In one case, two friends from Indiana, Donna Sue Bissey and Anna Morgan Lloyd, both pleaded guilty to the same misdemeanor offense for engaging in essentially the same conduct inside the Capitol. Prosecutors did not seek jail time for either one, noting their lack of a criminal record. Judge Chutkin sentenced Bissey to 14 days in jail. A different judge sentenced Bissey's friend to probation. That Judge Chutkin has been assigned the case has led to concerns that Trump will not be receiving a fair trial. Again, there's an embedded tweet in the article here from Defense Attorney Leslie McAdoo Gordon who says this is in front of Judge Tanya Chutkin probably the worst draw he could have gotten, maybe the next to the worst. Meredith Marshall says, the mere fact Trump must appear in D.C. guarantees a conviction. D.C. juries loathe Republicans, especially Trump. Will Judge Chuck and be fair in another universe far, far away? The article continues, among those who appeared most concerned include Julie Kelly, who has spoken at length about the events on January 6th, she warned that Trump is doomed and brought to mind a memorable part of a previous ruling from Chutkin against Trump. She says, 
More on this later, but she's the judge who forced Trump to turn over records to the January 6th committee. She said, but presidents are not kings and plaintiff is not president. He retains the right to assert that his records are privileged. But the incumbent president is not constitutionally obliged to honor that assertion. My goodness. So that is a very troubling article about the judge who will be handling the the indictment of Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. by Rebecca Downs over townhall.com. Now, I thought this was interesting. Uh, William Shipley, who has defended more January 6th defendants than anybody else, He was a former assistant U.S. attorney for 17 years. Said, didn't Texas sue Pennsylvania in the aftermath of the 2020 election? Was Texas listed as an unnamed co-conspirator? He's got a good point there. This is just so outrageous. Julie Kelly, again on Twitter, says, biggest election lie of all time and not even close, promoted by everyone from the president and vice president at the time, Obama and Biden, down to top national security officials and the media, was Trump-Russia collusion. Obama's FBI defrauded a federal court, among other crimes. We haven't forgotten. No, we haven't. Julie Kelly also about Jack Smith said this was such a brazenly political and largely irrelevant to the matter statement. That's what Jack Smith did his little his little press little presser. She noticed he was nervous, disheveled, and petty sounding, probably unemployable anywhere else, anywhere outside of DC. 45 pages of retread January 6th committee garbage, free speech, and ESP-like assumptions. The Greg, Greg Price, communications director for the State Freedom Caucus Network, says, reminder, 51 former intelligence officials, including five former heads of the CIA, went on the record during the 2020 election to say the Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. We later learned that not only was the laptop, in fact, real, but they did it in coordination with Joe Biden's campaign, and a few of them have even admitted they did it because they wanted Joe Biden to win. Not only have none of them been charged for conspiracy to defraud the United States, but all of them still have their security clearances to this day. Instead, the person being charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States is Donald Trump, for saying that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen, as well as constitutionally challenging the election in court. The permanent D.C. class will destroy our country to protect their own power. Yeah. Thank you, Greg Price. Again, the great defense attorney Leslie McAdoo Gordon says, Trump indictment. This may be the most telling line, quote, from page 22, quote, 
The memo evolved over time from a legal strategy to to preserve the defendant's rights to a corrupt plan to subvert the federal government function, meaning counting of the electoral votes, unquote. She says that's an insane claim. She says, oh, and then it says the memo was sent to lawyers in the disputed states explaining about how to get the alternate electors put together. But get this, they did so without revealing the intended fraudulent use of the electors. Really? Really? Who puts the words, this is fraudulent, on their memos? I mean, whether it's fraudulent or not, that's not going to be in the memo or the instructions that go with it, whether written or oral. So then Shem Horn says, when will Jack Smith be indicting all of these actors? And again, there's a two- or three-minute-long video of a bunch of famous Hollywood actors between the 2016 election and Trump's inauguration, January 20th, 2017, begging the electors to break the law and not vote for Trump. Remember that? So last but not least, before we get to the tweet of the day, the guy who goes by the um, the title Martyr Maid out there on Twitter says, there's no coming back from the Democrats' weaponization of the federal justice system. They have crossed the Rubicon, and there's no way to cut out the rot within the bounds of constitutional action. They rig elections, spy on opposing campaigns on falsified grounds, cover up their own brazen corruption while indicting their opponents on novel interpretations of the law, send their packs of black masked drug addicts, and sex criminals to burn down cities. If you don't like it and try to protest, one of their thugs will execute an unarmed woman, Ashley Babbitt, on camera and be awarded a medal for valor. There's no peaceful solution to this. Focus on your states and local communities. Elect people who aren't interested in moving up to the federal level and just take it to heart that the U.S. federal government is a hostile predatory regime that deserves not one ounce of your loyalty. I thought I should share that with you. Hope you don't mind. I hate being the uh, the bearer of bad news. I really do. So, I guess it's about that time again. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And it's brought to you by Red River Auto. RedRiverAuto.com, the big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online, have it delivered to your front door anywhere. In the continental USA. All right. Um, today's tweet of the day is a guy named Brian Jacobson, who says, well, he has a title for his tweet. He says, How the Truth Social, 
social media platform is killing Donald Trump's finances and may sink his presidential bid. Now, I tweeted this a few days ago before the latest uh, indictment, just to put it into perspective, into context for you. He says, the revelation that Trump is launching a legal defense fund is causing me to want to really delve into this in a long-form post. He says, I want to get a few disclaimers out of the way before we get going. I have no insider information and no sources. But this is speculation based on my 25 years of experience in the tech sector, working at times for startups and also big tech companies. My theory is that Trump is asset rich, but cash poor. What does that mean? Well, his businesses are worth a lot of money, but they don't make a lot of money. Some don't make any money at all. In fact, some, I suspect, may be losing quite a lot of money. This is where Truth Social comes in. In Trump's filings with the Federal Election Commission, he indicated he owns 90% of the Truth Social platform, but has profited less than $200 on it. Truth Social is headquartered in Sarasota, Florida, has an estimated 40 employees. It's hosted on Rumble's cloud services, and Cloudfare handles CDN duties. We know that Devin Nunes, the CEO of Truth Social, makes $750,000 a year, but I suspect most of the 40 employees have salaries solidly in the six-figure range. We can safely estimate that just payroll and benefits for Truth Social run about $10 million a year. We have no way of knowing what the contracts with Rumble or Cloudflare cost, but I'm betting it's in the ballpark of 10 to $20 million a year. If they know what they are doing. If not, it could be much higher. Then they have the contract with the AI firm that scans and moderates Truth Social content. I have no idea what that costs, but I'm betting it is quite a lot. I'm going to take a generous guess and say $5 million a year. All told, we're looking at somewhere around 30 to $50 million a year in operating expenses, which wouldn't normally be a problem, but in 2016, when Trump, quote, self-funded, unquote, his campaign, he put in right around $66 million. So I'm guessing Trump's free cash flow per year is somewhere around 50 to 70 million. This sounds slim but manageable, right? So, how do things go wrong? Well, things went wrong when Elon Musk decided to buy Twitter. That decision inadvertently destroyed the plans for Truth Social. You see, Trump was not supposed to be spending that 30 to 50 million dollars a year on Truth Social, you were. By that, I mean Trump had plans to take Truth Social public and let stockholders fund his social media company. That plan got nuked when Elon bought Twitter and half of the reason for switching to Truth Social evaporated overnight. The plan was to take Truth Social public through an acquisition by the publicly traded company Digital World Acquisition Company, or DWAC. That merger was put on hold as soon as it became clear Twitter's users 
were leaving Truth Social and returning to Twitter. Truth Social was initially valued at $700 million. Not a bad plan, all in all. Trump gets a fat paycheck to the tune of about $500 million, and now a nice base of liquid cash to use to pay for his looming legal defenses and stopgap anything necessary for his presidential campaign. The dissolution of that plan is causing Trump even more headaches than just the lost payday. He now has numerous regulatory bodies investigating the failed merger from different angles. This is costing a lot of money for legal representation. How much? Not sure, but I would be willing to bet it's around $10 million a year. Now, Trump is really tight on his cash flow, and he's stuck in a trap of his own making. He can't do what he should do and let Truth Social die. That would be too much of a PR embarrassment right in the middle of his campaign. He won't drop out of the presidential race because he sees that as his major lifeline out of legal trouble. He, however, cannot pay his legal fees and keep Truth Social afloat without selling assets or getting help. That is why his campaign has funded his legal defense. It's the only way to keep him in the race and Truth Social alive. With these new indictments, that probably won't be enough, so now we see the legal defense fund getting launched. If the fund doesn't rake in enough money, we may see Trump either fold Truth Social or bow out of the race. Well, the, the, the legal defense fund has been around for a while. But, but, maybe, I, I'm just thinking outside the box, maybe this is one of the reasons he's so upset with DeSantis and not any of the other people running against him. I mean, Mike Pence is the guy that stabbed them in the back. If you want to know the truth. And he hardly says anything about Pence. Nikki Haley, by now would be a forgotten former governor of South Carolina, if he hadn't made her our ambassador to the United Nations. But, you know, he doesn't say anything bad about her. Or Tim Scott, who he endorsed a couple of times for Senate. Just DeSantis. Maybe, maybe this is why. I don't know. I think it's an interesting theory about what may be going on with Trump. But, you know, maybe there's some holes in Brian Jacobs' logic I don't see. If you do, contact us, let us know. If you have an alternative viewpoint, we'd love to hear it. Anyway, that is our tweet of the day, brought to you by Red River Auto. So, you've been listening to episode 400 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us, contact at docwashburnshow.com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a Terribly Messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show.
Man, that's the way it is. Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023.